joining us to talk about this extraordinary environment is none other than the legendary naturalist, Dr. Mentry Series. Hello, Dr. Series. Hello. Thank you for joining us. I'm very happy to be here well, it's, well, in it's this an extraordinary place. It really is extraordinary. Now, we are crouched down, waiting for the arrival of our heroes. Indeed. We must be quiet. Oh, oh yes, sorry. And if we stay with you still, you may catch a glimpse of these fascinating creatures. Oh, we can only hope. The flare slayers. The flare slayers, yes. As they enter the jungle to feed. Um, really? Well, anyway, they should be here in... Oh, no, here they are, here they are. Parker. Verbal. Yes. Sessions. Yes. Buggy yes. and Sandy. Yes, Sandy, yes. What an extraordinary sight. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. Each has a sort of rudimentary brain. <laughs> well, yes, well, that sounds Made right. from a small cluster of cells. Y yes, I can believe that. And a sensor that is highly sensitive oh, yes. to magical items. Yes, well, I certainly believe that. Oh, wait, wait a second, what's that sound? Uh, are those? Let us see if you can get any closer. Um, are you sure that's wise? They approach very slowly and because remain down I think down those might be... I should be a I really wouldn't do that. Adair. Well, I'm sure he'll be fine. Anyway, thank you, Documentary Series. As always, we are very grateful for any ratings or reviews you can leave us on your podcast of a choice, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. You can email us at hello at billowinghilltop.com. You can find us on Twitter at billowinghilltop. You can find us on Facebook. And you can find our maps and handouts on our Tumblr now, uh, billowinghilltop.tumblr.com. So that's it. I have no other news or information for you. Let us push on with episode 105 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast. Welcome to the jungle. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Hello. Hello, readers. Good morning, readers, or afternoon, wherever it is that you are when you're listening to this. You could be in the bath with Lucas. You could be sitting in Lucas's tin bath with him, yes, which I, I wouldn't recommend. Should we do a quick recap? Anybody want to do a quick recap before we pick up? That would require remembering a... things. Okay. Well, there has been an awful lot of exposition <laughs> in the last couple of sessions that we've played with Markush telling you loads of stuff. We need to bash something. I need to bash something. In a nutshell, in the shell of a nut, you've been sent by Marcus Doombringer to an ancient city called Kuluth Mar. This is what you've been told you has been happening. Yeah. Which was the the site of the apotheosis of Chios. That is the place at which Chios, who was a sort of a figure of ancient times, an ancient evil priest or wizard or something ascended to godhood. The city was discovered by an associate of Marcus called Rabadabadas, who has obviously obsessed with Chios, and despite Marcus's advice, visited this site, the site of the city of Kulathmar, returned not long after. This is a long time ago. This is years ago. Returned not long after with a sort of feverish look in his eye, said he discovered all sorts of extraordinary resources there's like an, a huge opportunity to learn about Kias at this place but that he couldn't go back there that in fact he had to go off and follow another lead disappeared and he's not been seen since marcus told you that he would send you to kulathmar because he believes that if the age of worms is imminent if there was to be any opportunity to prevent the advent of the age of worms then the secrets about Kias that could be found at kulathmar could be absolutely critical you then did a little deal where you handed over your fragment of the Rod of Law. It would be much easier this week than last week because Dan didn't want to do it, but now Dan's not here. Dan's not here, by the way, readers. I'm here with uh, Lucas and Graham, Hello. And Johnny and Paul. Hello. Hello. 
you exchanged your fragment of the Rod of Law, of the Rod of Seven Parts, for a choice. You could either read a book and, as you understand it, advance a level, or you could read a different book and expand your ability, enhance your ability to attune to magical items. And you each made a choice as a result of handing over the rod. Before we do anything else, let's do a little bit of admin, because it is customary for us to talk through the details when people level up. Who leveled up as a result of that bargain? I did. And me. Well, let's start with Alessandra then. What do you get for your... What did you say? Your level... 12. 12? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Tell us about level 12. You had the opportunity to take advancement in an ability score or a feat. And I took a feat called Alert, which means I get plus five to initiative. I can't be surprised while conscious and other creatures don't gain advantage on attack rolls against me as a result of being unseen. Another plus five, or your number moves from whatever it was on to plus five? You gain a plus five bonus to initiative. Wow. So your initiative bonus is now what? Plus eight. <laughs> okay. Speedy. So the rest, it all kind of falls in a bit more into place with Alessandra, is that she's got mm-hmm. to strike first, and she's got to strike and surprise people when she strikes, if possible, to gain yeah, yeah. the advantage rolls yeah. and to gain critical rolls and to do the maximum damage on the sneak attack damage you see. Yes, yes, yes. All this makes sense. So that is why she did it, and that's why she took it. That's a good choice. And that's why she wants to kind of go really far ahead, be real probe, and so that if she comes across anything which she can attack without it knowing, and bearing in mind she's got a range of 600 foot with a bow. Yes. And attacks at plus 9, and doing 1d8. Plus. And the 600 foot, I mean, that's the 600 foot is the is the range of a longbow, but you yes. don't have disadvantage exactly. up past, right, because of the, whatever, that other... Sharpshooter. Is it true to say that you've effectively taken feats every time you've had the opportunity, rather than taking, yes. rather than taking, uh, yeah. So rather than getting a, a you know, a, a f- another 5% addition, it's, these are things that all begin to slot into place. That means she can have a maximum advantage, maximum chance uh. of doing sneak attack damage. And critical the, sneak the, the, damage. Bit squishy though, aren't you? Hmm. Oh, well, you're very squishy, but I'm flying and I can attack from range. In terms of the flavour, in terms of the sort of the, the interest level, feats make characters more interesting. Yeah. They make you quite specialised. You're just beginning to become obsessed by, by hiding and trying to kind of sneak up on things. Well, she um, she's taken. She's an assassin, so the whole. Deal. I like it. I mean, I'm very positive about it. It's just that it's it's not just a question of maths. It's a question oh, no. of flavour. And... Yeah, no, it allows for the, it allows the flavour. But the the idea is she's got to put it, she'll yeah. put herself in a position where she really is taking point and can surprise the guys. And it's and you get some more hit points and you get whatever and that's yeah. it. Yeah, basically, there's no there's no particular nothing else. Rogue, right? Okay. Nothing. And then what about uh, uh, buggy? Well, as I pointed out last week. Levels in Barbarian after about 5th are pointless. It's poorly conceived and lazily put together character class. So <laughs> I um, uh, took another level in Cleric. I'm now 7th level Cleric, 5th level Barbarian. 7th level Cleric gives me some more spells. I've got my Domain spells, Tempest Domain spells, which is Control Water and Ice Storm. Two very useful spells. Right. Oh, we know that's nasty. I picked Death Ward which basically is the same as Parker. So if I do that every day, if I go to zero points, I go back up to one 
point. Oh yes, it's the um, uh, endurance. So it's like endless endurance. It's like relentless, relentless endurance. endurance. Yeah, well. and you can get that if I slogged through all the way to eleventh level barbarian, I could get that. But I can get it as a cleric. So it's what I've done. Nice. So it's a little sort of safety net. Yeah. So basically, if I drop to zero and then I pop up back to one and then I do my melt to stone and sink into the ground and then I heal myself up and I pop back out again. <laughs> right. Do you actually and do anything kind of <laughs> in offensive in a, in a, at any point in all of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm standing no. at the front taking loads of damage, but I need a, I need a backup plan. Oh, okay. This is not specifically apropos any particular thing that we're about to do, but I've been looking, obviously I've been reading ahead, nowhere near as much as I should have been, um, as is painfully evident every every week. But one thing I've noticed that I didn't really sufficiently appreciate was a feature of 5th edition as you advance levels, is that some of these offensive powers of creatures, I think spells as well, you, you, you get them, basically kill you, right? If they do so much damage. Disintegrate, for example. Doesn't matter if you've got relentless endurance. Forget death saving throws. If you're taken to zero hit points by a disintegrate spell, that's it. You're just a pile of dust. Really? Yeah. Really? really. And there's mm-hmm. another one as well that I was saw the other day. I can't remember what it was, but it was a sort of more of a necromantic effect, right? It was more like a kind of power word, what's it, or something. I can't remember exactly. Well, that's good. I can't remember what I was looking at, but it was, again, it was the same kind of idea, which is it was a, it was a set amount of damage, and the damage in and of itself was not an enormous amount of damage, but the kicker was that if it took you to naught hit points, you die. That's it. Well, no, it's slightly right. better an improvement on, on the first edition where you just got you save or die but it's quite it's quite good so there's a bit of danger in there yeah it's nasty yeah it's interesting that therefore things like relentless endurance your new power which of course is going to be useful don't get me wrong i'm not going to be like oh you picked this thing johnny it's completely useless i don't mean that at all all i mean is it is interesting that these things balance against each other i was rethinking animate dead actually because it doesn't look like i can build an army of undead i can can have a couple of holding yeah i can have a couple of minions it seems a bit pointless so i might rethink that Especially if we're going to an undead city, where they're probably going to be controlled anyway by someone else. I can create undead. Well, can let's you? not get ahead of ourselves yeah, on do? the whole undead city thing. Hmm? What does that do? Create undead. It raises undead. Better than animate dead. It's the level. It's the one above that. It's what you get when you're the senior cleric. Yes, it's, it sounds very much like yeah. the, the cup bearer. I could do those words. No, 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 no. Heading no. inevitably towards... We also established <laughs> that I'm staying at the front as a frontline fighter. Yeah. Simply yeah. sort of to put up with... The relentless kind of... Yes. yes. Piss-taking because yeah. Graham, when he, gets right. on, when he gets on the cleric plane, turns left and you turn right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what does Create Undead do? What, what do you get? I can't. The meal's better. The in-flight meal is better. Yeah. If you've got your eyes on being Saruman, then not. They uh, greet you as you go to your seat with a glass of something fizzy. Yeah. The seat goes back further. But you'll find this thing out in six levels. Yeah. You create ghouls. Create ghouls? You're kidding. No. <laughs> ghouls? Yeah. What level? Fourth level spell? It's actually a sixth level spell, but, you know, mm, uh, we'll teach you later. The heady heights. Sounds like the sixth level. Sixth level spells are a long, long, long way away for buggy. That's not... <laughs> Let's not. Uh, uh, Dank Torch. But, uh, yeah. I have to say that if you have a Tempest Domain, it is, it's quite good. I mean, my cleric levels, uh, abilities are yeah, looking you... very yeah. weather-oriented. Yeah. I mean, half that create of, like, water is amazing. lightning, thunder. What was it? Prestigitation. Water. Oh, that's such a good spell. 
So it's yeah. got a good yeah. flavour to it, anyway. Yeah. yeah. I quite, I'm trying to work out how to add the, that Tempest domain. It's, you know, it's tricky. Oh, yeah. do you mean in terms of the... The artifact. The Totem yeah. of Storms. Doesn't yeah. put them into... Uh, the Talisman or the, to- the Totem? The Totem. Doesn't put them into the Indie Beyond. Right, yeah. I, well, sorry. Again, that's fine. It's one of those there, things. There'll be a way to do it. We just, yeah, I'll keep reading I until I find uh, it. I can't work around um, D and D Beyond. Yeah, I don't use it. I mean, I do use it as a as a as a monster manual, but I don't use it otherwise. Now, Burple, we won't worry about, and I can't remember what he did, but I take it that therefore Parker, Parker. is a real Parker, more Parker, less buggy. sessions. Both went for the game breaking so potential of four. <laughs> Was it? No, of course not. <laughs> the game-breaking potential of four magical yes, items to attune to. I yeah, did. Okay. I don't need a ruling. A bit. Already. Um, already. Already. Yes. Hmm. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Well, what is the ruling? Well, I mean, it's not actually. The, I mean, it's not actually to do with the attunement specifically. But the thing is, so we've, I've got the flame tongue short sword, and yeah. I've also got the gauntlets of thunder and lightning. Yes. The Gauntlets of Thunder and Lightning, it says specifically the one gauntlet does thunder and the other gauntlet does lightning. That's right. So and the monk, hit with both. Yeah. Basically, it gets two attacks and then the bonus attacks are unarmed strikes. So the right. question is, yes. does the... Oh, if you're holding if the sword, holding in, the one sword in one hand, then obviously that means that the unarmed strikes are with the other one. And is the monk allowed to swap the sword between hands? So he can basically do attack two attacks with the sword. I don't know, Lucas. I don't know. I don't know. I need to Google this. Do you want to? I I don't see why not. I mean, saying are you supposed to be ambidextrous? No. The issue here is Paul. That Paul. Paul is that the way that the monk works is you've got a weapon in one hand and then let's say you strike with it and then you've got unarmed strike can be kicks and things. Unarmed strike they can be kicks. So the idea is that you've got like a cookery or a dagger or something in one hand slash away at your foe and and then all your bonus attacks you punch them kick them but can Parker slash at something with the flame tongue short sword punch it with the left hand throw the short sword into the left hand, punch it with the right hand. Ooh. Yeah, that's what he's talking exactly. Yes. Mm, that sounds a bit ropey. It sounds like it's not catered for. Yes. Do you mind? I'll have to think about it. Which is why I need sure. a ruling. Well, uh, yeah, the ruling is, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it was I a don't kick. Know well, there you go. That's something for you to think about. If only you'd had the sandals of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'd yeah. be away. The, the leather flip flops of can't you just wear them on your yeah, feet anyway? Yeah, the po- the pool ciders of storms, yeah. <laughs> thongs of thunder. <laughs> the idea the of thongs Parker of thunder desperately tries to kind of squeeze his feet into these yeah. gauntlets so that he's got these sort of flappy <laughs> fingers. <laughs> I will go. I mean, to that's the ball. What, but again, I don't know that you looking like you're wearing flippers is going to work either. <laughs> Well, I'll have a think about, have a think about I get, it. I get your point. That's why I wanted to place it now. You can go okay, off Okay, so think I could think of a way that one could, in terms of flavour, I can think of something which is a little bit less, makes maybe a little bit more sense, which is that you're holding the short sword in your gauntleted hand, mm-hmm. stab with the short sword, and then punch with the hand with the short sword in it, which is doable, right? Yeah. So that, you see, I think may be possible. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a think, and I'm going to have a, a Google mm-hmm. as per Johnny's suggestion. I mean, that being said, it doesn't affect my decision to go for the uh, no, no, extra no. attunement. No, no, because obviously. Because that has all I mean, sorts obviously of you pick, Of course you pick the attunement, right? Who, who would pick the level? I mean, you know, <laughs> now that you've made your choices, who would pick the level, right? The level is a 
is built into the game, whereas the attunement is a game breaker. Oh, that was so, good. I like level. I'm pleased with my choice. Levels are very, they're very nice. No, you can yeah, nice. with your choice. Yeah, I'm you pleased with my choice. You know? I mean, you need the levels, to be honest, with your nose pressed up against the glass, right? Of mm. Sessions shop of clerical wonders. Mm. But anyway, let us talk about what happens now, which is that you heard Markus say, shed them through. And the picture window in Marcus's lake bed command center seemed to expand completely to fill your view. You could smell the heady scent of jungle and you could feel humid heat. The sounds of the jungle, that kind of orchestra of insects and kind of whoops and cries was all around you. It was overwhelming you. And then suddenly everything went black and you spend a period of time in a state of nothing. You're aware of each other. It is a little like when you travel together through the funnel of web that took you through into the shadow realm when you were chasing that spider around it. Time doesn't really seem to pass. Doesn't feel like teleport is my point. You feel a real world growing around you and the next thing you know, you're there. You're in the picture. Let me tell you about what it's like in the picture. The darkness gives way to a diffuse shimmering sunlight the air is thick with heat moisture there's this cacophonous din of the jungle all around you chirping this is the sound of hunting predators the incessant whir of insects the foliage seems to press in around it it's a wall of color and plant life but it is interrupted by a gap it's like a 20 foot gap in the undergrowth and that affords you a view over an immense bowl-shaped valley. This is the same view, Parker, Parker mm-hmm. that assaulted your senses in the lair of Zerksog. Yes. God, that seems like forever ago. It does. It was forever ago. It was like a year ago. Anyway, whatever. That. Yeah. In the valley sits a ruined city. There are buildings, but they're basically just crumbling foundations. Effectively, the tracery of the, the outlines of buildings overgrown with vines copses of exotic trees have broken through and reclaimed the ruins the streets are really just faint lines where the undergrowth hasn't grown as thick but in the center of this ruined city something dwarfs everything it is a giant ring of black rock in the heart of the city it circles the heart of the city From your vantage point, you can tell that on the surface of this ring of rocks, it's basically we're talking about a black circular wall. On the top of this wall, you can see, you can't read them or determine them, but there are runes graven upon that surface. Within the ring rises an ancient stone ziggurat. On top of the ziggurat, there is an unbelievable sight, a weird sight, a towering spire of stone branches out like a tree or a cactus. Arms project from the side of the spire. It doesn't look like it's structurally possible. There's other magic involved or something incredibly clever. The top of the spire is missing. Whatever rested at this forgotten peak is long gone. Shall I show you a handout? Mm. I think I shall. Which kind of sums up. Oh, yes. The cactus. I think the picture is... the The scale is off. The ring of stone... The amount of space between the ring and the base of the ziggurat, I think, is greater than is showed in this picture. Readers, I will post this picture in our Tumblr. 
from your vantage point, you can see that there's a staircase that ascends to the apex of the ziggurat. Anything I can bash. (laughs) How tall is the wall? The wall is 30 feet tall. So a formidable barrier. Yes, but I can still walk um, up and over it and back down the other side. You could. Yeah, I mean, well, Harkov is a different deal. For a mundane person, it would be a, a serious challenge, right? The central point of the ziggurat is 100 feet tall. You are to the north of this area. Let me put you on a map that just shows the central part of this complex. This ring of black stone, the ziggurat, and the surrounding buildings and ruins. But the city extends in all directions all around you. What would you like to do next? Alessandro, I think, wants to immediately head off away from the party and do some scouting. In which direction? Jungle all around you. The jungle Towards all the you. wall. So you're heading south. Mm-hmm. Let me put you on the map. She's going to... Because Dan's not here, yeah. of course, we can do this theatre of the mind. Okay. Also, we can so use gonna... his character as a probe. You can do whatever yeah. you like. Um, if we get to the point where we're actually rolling initiative or doing anything like that, we will roll randomly to see who is controlling Burple. But I'm going to put Alessandra on the very top, the very edge of this map. It just represents your relative position. Don't worry, I'm not committing you to anything. Okay. The squares are 20 foot as well. Yes. It's 180 feet from the wall to the base of the ziggurat. The ziggurat is 200 feet across. Something like that. Okay, I'm going to cast mm. Death Ward on myself. Is this the thing that protects you from... Correct. Whatever. Yeah. It lasts okay. seven, eight hours. Strider. Sessions, you want to do anything? I will... Uh, Set up a campfire. Get out the uh, giant sausage. Yep. Oh, really? Uh, oh, really? <laughs> oh, it's Please, warm, but it's... Stick to the cheese. It's you know. a family show. Okay, I will... Are you going to begin to sausage? We'll use the map as a rough guide or reference point. Alessandra has left you behind. She has sprouted her little cherub wings. No, she's not going to... Flown off to the she's, south. She's not going to fly. Oh, she's, she's just going to work her way She's going to run, road. and she's okay. going to do it stealthily. Why not give me a stealth check at this point? Just because... Okay. Uh, Anything she rolls that. below... Ooh. I've got a re-roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, doesn't matter. You got doesn't a matter. It's fine. I've got a 30 stealth. So you're super stealthy. Just quick roll. Never, ever a couple know. of rolls yeah, behind my... the screen. Okay, yep. I'm going to cast um, aid at third level on yes myself, Buggy and Parker. So Ooh, that's what did you do? Ten to your Everything. maximum hit points. Ten. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Your hit points go up by ten, and your maximum hit points go up by ten. For eight hours, yeah. Wow, not concentration, just a fantastic spell. Okay, Parker is enhanced. Buggy is enhanced. Alessandra has done that sort of Lego lass run off into the undergrowth with the bow slung over her back. Yes. Being sort of sneaky. Could all of you give me perception checks, please? 30. You rolled a natural 20. Hey. I rolled a natural 20. Sorry, you're absolutely sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I rolled you a 20. You rolled an 18. I rolled a 20. Alessandra rolled a 20. Rolled a nat- 28. I rolled sorry. an 18 plus 2. Alessandra oh, okay. rolled a natural 20. <laughs> Plus eight for 28. And Sessions IPA rolled 17 plus four. I didn't bother rolling. Okay, Alessandra and Parker, those numbers are high. Sessions? 21. Higher. Yeah. Yeah. Two things. First thing is that around you, you can hear movement. 
it doesn't sound like it's immediately present. It doesn't sound like it's something that's imminently going to be on you. And it sounds like the movement of multiple small creatures. You can pick up out of the corner of your eye little figures leaping around in the canopy and in the trees around you, but at a bit of a distance. Monkeys. Some kind of primate or something. One of you spots, as you turn your back on the ruins from your elevated vantage point and you look north into the expanse of jungle that runs away from you, you can see, perhaps in the distance, the suggestion that there are some hills, some higher ground. God knows where you are, by the way. You left at, this is Tonge, the ninth of Fart. You left in the morning. I mean, let's say nine in the morning. It's not nine in the morning where you are now. It feels like the middle of the day. It seems like, because you alluded to this earlier, that this wasn't a teleport spell. So this isn't just a straightforward going from A to B. This could be planar. This could be actually interstellar. So it could be different planets altogether. You were told that Kulath Mar lay in the lands that wait. The lands that wait lie far to the west of where you were. But a teleport spell, would it take us that far? The teleport spell would take you that far. The issue is more time. that if you were to the west of where you were, you'd expect... Well, you, I mean, let's not get into time zones, right? Yeah, you'd expect the sun to be in a different position. But you would expect it to be earlier rather than later. There's something odd. There's something arcane or eldritch going on with we may have just the environment in, in general. Travelled in time? Time or a plane? It could be a property of the lands that wait. Okay. The final point on this perception check is that in this expanse of jungle to the north let's say sessions with his big number turned round he waved his enormous sausage in the air he spots something else in the canopy something moving that's not leaping but seems to be flying it's like a shadow or a shape that he saw moving just briefly in and out of the bands of light and shade in the trees quite a long distance away why don't we say a quarter of a mile maybe more but he spotted something Mm-hmm. heading towards us not necessarily difficult to tell whether or not it was getting nearer but certainly not at any speed it was spherical mostly this thing mm. difficult to judge scale beholder. perhaps the, the size of a beach ball it's a beholder it sounds, sounds like a dank barrel Mertz dank barrel floating spherical ball. wizard could be yeah, yeah. sorry mm. reader uh, gas bore is uh, from the first edition and it it's a bag of air that looks like a beholder oh. whereas Johnny is from the 1970s and he's just a bag of air <laughs> <laughs> mean uh, anyway that's sorry that was that was me that was me no I'm sorry sorry how fast did you say it appeared to be moving it seemed to be going at a fair lick but it, it seemed to be moving from side to side right mm-hmm. I don't mean side to side back and forth I mean it was moving from let's say sessions it's left to sessions right searching for us there sweeping movement what can you infer from Well, it's sweeping side to side. It's a classic search thing, isn't it? Are there any creatures I can go and talk to? Beast sense. Yes. Let us say that you can speak to a small ring-tailed monkey that is watching you from the bough or the trunk of a nearby tree. Okay. Well, I say, hello. Use my speak with animals. Okay. It's a ritual spell. I don't know how long that takes. But... Ten minutes. We'll cast a spell. Um, we'll take cover in case that thing is looking for us. This monkey. Hello. My name is Bugraft. 
Oh, hello. Uh, you are uh, monkey. Uh, monkey. Big. Uh, hello, big monkey. There's a creature. Mine. Look like a name ball. A circle. Is Nodbod. Hmm? Do you have any sustenance for me, please? Nodbod is yes, hungry. Something at my iron rations. Nodbod looks underwhelmed. But it nibbles away on whatever it is. You do create food and water or something like that as a cleric. The what does Great Monkey wish to know? The moon-shaped creature in the jungle. Hold up, before we get too far on this, how much intelligence is a knobbod the monkey going to have? By the way, Mike, tonight's beer is Session Parallel by Cellarhead Brewing Company. Cellarhead. Cellarhead. It's three point eight percent volume, and it's really bloody delicious, actually. They're based down in Sussex, and they do some really, really cool stuff. So they find kind of random hops, and if they, and they just brew stuff out of them. It's really nice. Well, I mean, like from other people's bins. No, you were saying that they, right. they find them in in um, hedges and things like that. You know, just wild hops. This thing's gone into. Well, I'm got drinking un, uh, double filtered uh, t- North London mm. Tat, which is not fizzy because um, I think the Soda Stream has damaged my teeth. Don't say that. That's, that's our sponsorship loan. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. What? Why do you don't think that? drink? I spent two years drinking nothing but fizzy water, and it's damaged the teeth because the oh. pH is uh, slightly right. acidic, very slightly. Nodbod has got an intelligence of six, Uncle Buggy. Nodbod. That's all right. Uh, so, what's your question for Nodbod? What's the moon-shaped <laughs> creature in the jungle heading? <laughs> Going to be side an equal conversation. Uh, the ball. Yeah, we just know what a ball is. The moon. The moon-shaped thing. Flying eye. Flying the eye. Flying eye. Oh. It's a gas ball. I stay away from the flying eye. Very dangerous. Many foes. What's I the safe way brown. to the ziggurat? What's the safe way to the thing in the middle? The, the man-made structure? No creature. No creature goes near the man place. Says the DM, frantically trying to come up with a sort of savage monkey language. That's really rubbish. Well, before you want me to do, what you want me to Admittedly, it's a very not short fu- notice. Not fucking Rudyard Kipling, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's not rather posh yeah. monkey. The man, the man place. No, that really is rubbish. It's dangerous. Why is it dangerous? Why don't you go there? The wall. We do not climb the wall. Why? It's a bad place. Nodbod knows that it is bad. Why is it bad? Don't stretch Nodbod's power of description. Nodbod's got intelligence of six. Uh, other monsters? Other creatures? Other creatures on the wall? Sometimes you can see things in the man place from the tops of the trees. But no, mostly it's all quiet. Any other questions? Nah. Seems not. Bugger off, Nodbod. There is a sort of crescendo, a momentary ripple of activity all around you it seems to be getting closer Nodbod starts to look a little bit antsy like he's a bit worried about what's that, that Nodbod? noise what's the noise the big creatures dangerous Nodbod must go up Nodbod must go up the creatures can I just on the ask, ground can I just ask what Nodbod is faster but Nodbod is smaller where is this all is happening in relation to Alessandra at the moment? Oscar goes to... Sorry, say again. Where is this all happening in relation to Alessandra? I'm just trying to get an idea... Uh, oh, way behind Alessandra. I'm so, saying so Alessandra is no, moving, moving, moving. And she's got no knowledge of what's going on here. It would be absolutely craven metagaming. It took Buggy ten 
minutes, I suppose. A, a minute so. or ten minutes? Ten minutes, yeah. So she's been, she's gone right. long gone. So Alessandra, we'll pick up with Alessandra yeah, five, a bit. Five, Alessandra five. can hear some of this, these disturbances, can you, but you don't know about the, the flying eye to the north. You don't know about not bot or any of That's what I'm trying to do. You're just by yourself, yeah. padding towards this wall, which looks more and more intimidating. And, yeah. you know, that's what I'm trying the to closer think. you get to it. Yeah. Okay. In fact, let's pick up with Alessandra. Oh, right. Okay. Well, she's going to go and she's going to go and find this flying eye. No, I'm joking. Not to medicate <laughs> yeah. or anything. Is she aware of any of the disturbances, regardless of the right. detail you, you, of it? Alessandra detects that steadily the noise of some kind of group of creatures in the canopy seems to be getting mm. louder and closer. The further south you move, the closer you get to the wall and the heart of the city, the less foliage there is, fewer trees less noise, mm. less wildlife. So you feel like you're leaving okay. all of that activity a bit behind you. Well, if she's aware of a disturbance behind her, she will stop and have a look around and see if she can spot anything. There seems to be multiple signals, multiple creatures. Mm -hmm. And you're getting the sense that they are concentrating and collecting and getting closer to the area where you left the others. You think it's you think it's apes. Alessandra's going to sneak away back towards the group but it's going to look for a place to hide uh, and a, a van not necessarily a high vantage point but a covered vantage point where she can see what's going on you can get yourself to the top of one of these ruins some of them are tolerably tall yeah you can find yourself a spot where you've got a bit of advantage point you're not no, on the ground clear view you, see what's going on yeah see the party yeah. and and yeah. overwatch you've been traveling for 10 minutes to get down to right to the center spend the time to get back or at least start start heading back and periodically you pick a good vantage point to kind of yeah. see if you can pick the others up right okay she's not found anything remarkable on the way in so you know not particularly that wall just looked intimidating and yeah. big and oh you didn't get right up to it i mean you didn't get to within you know 30 40 50 no, feet right. of it so let's pick up with everybody then this activity is getting closer and closer and whatever these creatures are they seem to be collecting in greater and greater numbers and making more and more noise. What would you all run like to do? in which direction? Towards the wall. Okay, so buggy, you're setting off. You run like Click my the absolute together. wind. Yes, 140 feet. Okay. Move, move. Parker, you move I'll like lightning as well. I'll follow buggy. I'll slow my pace a bit. So no, I Parker think I go the same speed as you. Uh, 60. Uh, sessions jumps on oh, onto his broom. Yeah, onto the sweepstake and chugs off, following them. How much does Sessions weigh? Almost nothing. Shall I carry you? You could tow me if you want, in my weightless form on my uh, broom of flying. Oh, you've got a broom of flying? Yeah. How fast do you yeah. move? I think I move 50 with 100. each. Oh, you don't need... Okay, I was just assuming that we were going to leave I you I think behind. we can hand wave this. I think you all move somewhere in the 100 to plus yes. kind of... Right. Off you trot towards the wall. Let's have a final perception check from you all as you set off. Ooh, uh. Only a 14 this time. Parker. I'm not going to bother rolling. 18. Sessions gets 20. You're actually in the best position to, to spot this Sessions because you're flying. That shape that was moving in the canopy off to the north that was a quarter of a mile away, maybe now it is half that distance away. Over the course of the last 10 minutes, while Buggy's been talking to Nod Bod the monkey, casting his spell, yeah, this shape is perceivably bigger closer and bigger the fact that it has got bigger tells you that it has got closer 
that's a Father Ted moment. Yes. <laughs> just thinking that as well. This is the beholder or something else. Nodbod called it the great eye. Sounds quite beholdery. Or gas ball. Could be a gas ball. Or could be a beach ball with an eye painted on it. Mm-hmm. Still um, following us. Or has it lost interest? Do you want to hang around and watch it for a bit to see what it does on your broom? Uh, no, no, I'm going to keep moving with the rest of them. Okay. You can cast glances back over your shoulder well, periodically I, as you move. Yeah, I can sort of sit on it facing backwards and watch. As the actress said to the bishop. So you can um, <laughs> back your way towards the ziggurat. <laughs> you bump into Alessandra, not literally, I hope, at a certain uh, point. I wouldn't say bump into her. She's, she's sneaky. She's hiding. Oh, God, I knew you were going to do this. Okay, they, you pass by Thank Alessandra, you. oblivious. Oblivious yes. to Alessandra's presence. Thank you very much. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah, to yeah. the point that we walk past, we go, Thank God we've lost Alessandra. Yeah, just at the right. Yeah, <laughs> just at that moment. And I mean, she does smell a bit, doesn't she? Yeah. Out pops Alessandra. Oh, no, maybe not. That's the wrong way of putting it. Indelicate way of putting it. But out, po- yeah, out pops Alessandra. Sessions, if you're keeping an informal eye on this shape in the trees to your north. Yes, it's still coming towards you. The wave of creatures that were moving seem to be zeroing in on your location, seem to have collected around your location. You can hear lots of kind of shrieking and whooping and excitement. Feels like they've effectively closed in on where they understood that you were, found you missing, and have now started to follow you. Mm, guys, mm. You seem to be following. Mm. Well, it doesn't take you long before you reach the wall. The wall. I'm hiding in an advantage point on these buildings. As you near the centre of the ruins, oh, not you, Alessandra, closer than Alessandra got on her first foray, to within 50, 60, 70 feet, perhaps, of this stone ring, mm-hmm. all of you are gripped by a vision. The ruins seem to be suffused with a strange taint. Uh, not as strange as Buggy's taint. A strange taint that hovers just beyond the edges of reality, like an oily stain spreading over a pool. A vision wavers in the air. Within the tainted energy is a man seated on a great throne made of green stone. He wears ornate plate armor, and a black circlet rests on his brow. Both the circlet and armor are adorned with silver symbols and uh, it's a kind of crude thing, but it looks like there's a skull and a scythe or a sickle in there. The vision expands, widening its scope to reveal that the throne is located at the apex of the large ziggurat and in the shadow of the spire. So it's a little sort of augmented AR-ish, this vision. The spire itself gleams with flashes of white light and at its peak, is balanced a 15-foot-tall black stone monolith shaped like a trapezoid. Lucas, tell us about trapezoids. Four sides. Wider at the base, narrow at the top. Around the ziggurat spreads a thriving city, its streets paved in white stone, its buildings painted and whole. Thousands of figures have gathered in the large open plaza that surrounds the ziggurat. No sign of any black wall at this point all facing the figure seated at its centre. These figures resemble closely the figures that you encountered in Zerxog's lair, the thralls of Zerxog. Their cries are a rhythmic chant, surging like waves towards the monolith. 
As these cries rise in volume, threatening to shake the jungle apart, the vision fades and it is replaced by the ruined city of today. That is the vision that seizes you all. People want to give me some checks as they reflect on what they've seen. Anybody want to give me a knowledge religion? Somebody might want to give me a perception check or two. Somebody might want to give me a knowledge religion, an intelligence religion check or an intelligence history check. Let's let's start with perception for sessions is 21. Sessions gets a 21 for perception. Religion check from Parker is rubbish. Um, Anybody else want to make a check? Arcana. Um, History. History, history, yes, history. Yeah. Do you want me to make a check? I didn't know if if I was there. 18. I think Alessandra is seized by the same vision, even though... 18. 18 in total, right? Yeah. Hold a minute. Okay. Uh, Alessandra was a 27. Wow. For... Perception. Anybody want to... Or Buggy, want to try an intelligence... Religion or an intelligence um, history check? Well, I rolled a, I a three. So I'll try a intelligence religion check, which... Oh, oh she rolls a You 21. were paying attention in class. Mm-hmm. You were paying attention Very rarely. That was a religion check, yep. right? And Sessions, you tried a perception check. Do you want to try either a, an intelligence history or an intelligence religion? Well, I'll try history because I'm not going to get better than that uh, religion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ooh. Oh, well, I okay. never. Not bad. What can I tell you about what you've seen? I don't know. It's, it's written I down somewhere. you were going to say that. <laughs> it's written down somewhere. You tell us. First of all, the history check. Maybe there was more to be learnt at school sessions than you took advantage of. But your sense, looking at the clothing of this figure, this man, mm-hmm. and the armour is that it doesn't seem like it's contemporary. That's all I can really tell you. The decent religion check, that was Alessandra, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. That symbol, the skull and sickle or the skull and scythe, Asmodee's symbol is the skull and sickle. But this is different. This is cruder. You know when logos are redesigned and they develop? Like you look at the old Burger King logo or whatever and it looks... You know, that. It's like that. It's like the common currency symbol of Asmodee in the current culture, but like way, way older and much less sophisticated. And your studies, Alessandra, in the brief periods when you were concentrating and not plotting the murders of your fellow students and teachers, <laughs> was that the old name for Asmodee was Veshna. And this you think is the holy symbol of a deity that at that time was referred to as Veshna, but who is now referred to as Asmodee. Yep. The perception check is a straightforward thing. Both Alessandra and Sessions, the chanting from the crowd in the vision, they were chanting the name Kios over and over. Okay. There you go. Does Alessandra get the feeling that this was... Something that happened in the past or in the future? Alessandra? Well, she was the one who got the really good check. Oh, well, Alessandra recognises that it's a cruder and much more ancient version of the the symbol of Asmodee a very long time ago, thousands of years ago. Sessions used his history knowledge to identify that the armour and the styling of the armour was very ancient. Okay. So it looks like this vision 
showing you past, things that yeah. a very long time ago. Yeah. And also, the city was whole, right, Parker? I mean, it was mm, okay, pristine, yeah. white stone boulevards. Everything is crisp and mm. lovely. Good, yeah. Okay. What next? We're at the base of the wall, are we? Let us say that over time you can collect at the base of the wall. You can definitely feel the pressure on your backs of creatures gathering in the tree line. Uh, maybe not bold enough to leave the security of the tree line and actually become a threat yet, but something is collecting. And Sessions, if you periodically check behind you from your vantage point on the sweepstake, the spherical thing is getting closer and closer. If you were to hang around for half an hour, it would get to you. So it's beyond 600 feet away. It might be not miles more than 600 feet away. I can't do the maths, but we'll worry about that in a bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to ready an action to shoot it when it's within range. The great black wall rears up How, how tall? It's 30 foot to inside the great black wall. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll fly up to the top and have a peer over it. Well, I think I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go up it. To it climbable? I'll just carry... Let me just to carry you over. I can yeah. throw you over. Okay. Yeah, I okay. get the standard stair lift out for Uncle Buggy. Nobody tosses a dwarf. You're not a dwarf. Somebody give me an intelligence check, a straight intelligence check. Unless anybody's got something like dwarven stone cunning or anything that's relevant, just somebody give me a check. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. 22. It's not made from component blocks. It is a single unitary piece of stone. Mm. Right. That's impossible. And it is obsidian. Ooh. Uh, or, mm. or very John Obsidian. Knight. The thing it most closely resembles, actually, is the substance that you found when you first investigated the Whispering Cairn. Yes. yes. And you obsidian. found the shattered obsidian. remnants. Well, it wasn't quite obsidian. Yes. That's what Johnny said. It's very like the black shards of material that looked like but were not exactly obsidian mm-hmm. found in your first exploration of the cairn. What's obsidian? Hmm. Right. The symbols that cover the upper rim glow as if lit from within. What languages do you speak, read, Celestial, understand? common, druidic, elvish, and orc. Common and halfling. I'm assuming that, Alessandra, you're hanging back from the others, remaining concealed, not participating in this exploration of the war. I'm scaling a ruin. I'm scaling... A ruin, hiding, looking for this beholdery thing. I'm ready to take a shot. Got it. I can't speak many languages. Uh, it's common, I think. Or Hobbit. Hardly speak at all. Okay, mm. well, none of you <laughs> understand <laughs> the symbols that are etched under the upper rim. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you can tell uh, is that whatever that language is, it looks like it's a repeated phrase that runs round and round and round. Hasn't someone got a comprehend languages thing? Oh, that's a separate a spell. I don't know. Uh, you tell me. A uh, uh, magical item, didn't we get something? Like a helm or something from beneath the Dowstone Mines. I'm just remembering that wrongly. I don't know. I don't. Might have been purple. Sounds like a kind of wizard spell, doesn't it? Come from the spell called tongues. What's that do? The green thing in the middle of the map. I have absolutely no idea what that green thing represents. By the way, it's just there on the map. An enormous lime. Whatever it is, it's not part of me. (laughs) It's not part of what you've got in front of you. It's not something that I've done. But what about our view now, 30 foot down the other side? It feels like this ring of obsidian-like material has just been dropped wholesale, bisecting the buildings that it interrupts. 
It looks like it's been added. Doesn't look like it was part of the original city. It looks like it was built, or, or not, it doesn't look like built, it was built to contain it like it its was, inhabitants. Possibly, it looks like it was conjured, right, or just dropped around the ziggurat. Yes, yeah, a prison. They've uh, imprisoned the inhabitants. Possibly the energy out. shield. Possibly, all sorts yeah. of things. The ziggurat sits impassively in the centre. The spire, with its strange cactus-like protuberances damaged, not in the pristine state that you saw it in the vision, rears up into the sky above you. Any of you who are on the ring itself or hovering over it or standing on top of it and looking at the compound, as it were, we'll call it the compound, whatever you want to call it, within, Mm -hmm. give me a perception check, please. Oh, for God's sakes. Nothing special from Parker there. Sessions gets a great number. Oh, yeah, That's good enough. As you look up at this spire, where in the vision you saw this trapezoid, this black obsidian monolith, mm-hmm. there does seem to be the suggestion of that very object as you look up at the thing. But it's not real. It, it's like a memory of it. It's like a shadow or an impression left behind by something that isn't real. But it's there. You can detect it at the top of the spire. That's all I can tell you. Okay. So, which we drop down the other side? Yeah, if, if, you want it, if you want to give it a go. Yeah, yeah okay. Let's, I'm up for it. Drop down onto the ground on the other side of the... The ground seems, at first glance, the ground seems completely normal. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll watch Uncle Buggy for a bit. Okay. Well, I just walked sword. down the wall, basically. You pad towards the ziggurat. Yeah. You can see that there is the staircase that we described before that leads up to the top level of the ziggurat, and that there are two staircases leading down and in to your left and your right buggy. You could make them out. You need to get yourself an angle so that you can see them. But built into the east and western walls of the ziggurat seem to be some sort of opening, so the staircase is going down into the ziggurat. Do we want to go up, or do we want to go down? Hmm. Meanwhilst, Alessandra, this shape in the trees is getting really close. I think it's fair to say, Alessandra, that it has approached within 600 feet. Do you want a looser shot off at this thing? Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming it will be surprised. I think I could attack at advantage. Sessions' sense has been that it is actively moving towards you, right? Yeah. We won't get into definitions of surprise. I'm going to drop down onto the other side of the wall hovering just over the other side of the wall, over the lip, or are you actually dropping down to the ground? I'm going to hover about halfway up, so I'm concealed from Got the it. outside, but not on the ground. Buggy's on the ground on the far side, Parker's on the ground on the far mm. side, is that right, Parker? Yeah, moving towards ah, the ziggurat. Yeah. Okay. Oof. Armor class 28. Well, you've hit. What damage do you do? Bloody no. You get a point where you can clearly see it speared in a shaft of sunlight that breaks through the canopy of the trees. You've never met a beholder, but it's a beholder. Yep, and I do 49 points of damage on it. Fucking <laughs> hell. Okay. Grosso. And you absolutely spoink it with your arrow, and it immediately registers you. Yes? <laughs> Not in the sense that it paints you with a targeting laser or anything, although it will be doing so shortly. Mm-hmm. But in the sense that it follows the path of the arrow. It's got his eye on him. 
it's aware that it's got a foe and it knows what it's hunting down. You don't think it's seen you? No. Give me a stealth. Well, hold a minute. It needs to also make a strength saving throw. Or suffer the effects of a blast of wind. Is that the thing that knocks it prone? Yeah, creatures on the ground and all back. Yeah, don't worry. Flying creatures. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It doesn't. It, it's not subject to those things. But it also could take the, bludgeoning damage. Okay. What was the DC? DC 14 strength saving throw. Okay, it made the save. Okay, so nothing happens. I mean, it's like, wow, what the was that? I'm off to find out what that was. Okay, I'm going to hide again. Yeah, give me a stealth check. 21. Okay, uh, just roll behind the screen. Yeah, you think it sees you. Okay. It starts to close in. It doesn't look like an incredibly fast-moving creature. You think you've got quite a while before it will get to you, but let's have an initiative roll. Okay. I roll a... Okay, I've got a number. Yep. 15. Didn't roll high. Okay, well, it gets to act first. Yeah. And it drops down to the point where you can no longer make it out. Right. But you also get the sense that that didn't mean that it stopped moving towards you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like it's decided to hug the ground, stay in cover, and keep moving towards you. I'm going to move, move, and and try and find another vantage point where I can see it if it pops out. Trying to find a bit of high ground? Yeah, but I'm going to move stealthily so it doesn't know where I am. Yeah, give me a stealth check. Okay. I get a 27. Um, okay. You feel like you've been quiet and you've been super sneaky. Mm-hmm. Okay. And again, I'm going to um, keep an eye out for it. And Give me a perception check. Not just. I'm also listening for it. I get yeah. a 20. Let's abstract it, but you sneak off to one side or something. Yeah. Right? You find another vantage point, another hiding place, and you try and remain super stealthy as you do so to try and yeah. put yourself in a position where it doesn't know where you've gone. You get the distinct sense that it is tracking you. Okay. I mean, that eye is big. Do I know how? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. need to draw you a picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do I, how, do I know, have any idea of how fast it's moving? Not very fast. Okay. It's not a jet fighter. It's an airship. So I've got it's, rounds. But it's, you've got rounds. It was 600 yeah. foot away at the first shot. Yes. Give me an intelligence check. That's going to be this plus something. 13. You don't know much about beholders, the one thing you do know is that they don't need to be near you yeah. in order to do make things. your day awful. Yeah. So it may be moving slowly and it may be far away, but those may not be great things. Yeah. Let's pick up with Parker, Buggy and Sessions. First of all, Buggy and Parker, can I get some perception checks? Mm-hmm. 12. 12, okay. Uh, 13. Mm. Mike? Yes. Sorry to interrupt, but remember earlier I said 49 points of damage? Mm. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. 74 points of damage. Give me a break. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Paul, but... Can't do that much damage. I can only really <laughs> take the damage you give me. Yeah, sure, fine. I've been, I've yeah. got a note of that. I'll just... Um, hold up. Gross. Sorry, I only read the last number. Not all three numbers. Well, we're heading towards these. We're running towards oh, Yeah, right no, that's I don't know where fine. to go. Up the stairs or down them. I, I didn't miss that bit about Graham seeing something on the top of the cigarette. I presume that Session shared this with you, but I don't know. Did you, Session? I might have been dozing. Yeah, I'm sure I communicated something um, to them. Graham saw a, what was like a sort of shadow or an echo of the obsidian oh, yeah. 
monolith that you saw in the vision right. is not really there. Right, it's like no a hostiles. kind of no. Parker, what do you want to do? Go up or down? Hmm. Uh, down, possibly first. Okay. From the side, mm. you think you can make out a staircase or an opening on the right-hand side of the ziggurat as you're running south towards it, and on the left-hand side, which side would you like to go for? You can go for both. If you split yourselves up, I'd no, be happy. No, I'll follow you, buddy. <laughs> well, is the one that looks a bit more used another one, like a road coming no. out of it, a track? No. Oh, we'll just it go all looks the... overgrown and just deserted. Which one are you going for? John, John, uh, we'll do the east side. East side. As you pad your way towards it, could you give me another perception check, please? Well, I'm sort of running, really. At disadvantage. Oh. There are worms in the ground, Parker. Green worms. Oh. They're not as big as the green worms that you've seen uh, in, like, yeah. ghouls and things before. They're like earthworm size, but they're definitely, mm. if not the same species, they're mm. the same whatever. Can they be avoided? Yes, you Give, can avoid so them relatively the easily now that you've spotted them. They occasionally mm. break ground. They are dispersed. They don't seem to have any kind of intent or anything. It's a formality to avoid them, as long as you're aware of them which you now are. Oh, okay, okay. You make your way round the corner of the ziggurat and you make your way round towards the eastern entrance and staircase. As you get that close to the ziggurat, you start to feel a bit itchy, both of you. Mm. Like a sort of prickly heat, but you can just tell that it's not normal, it's not mundane, it's eldritch, it's arcane, it's something is going on. There's an aura of discomfort it doesn't have any material effect on your ability to do things, but it's not pleasant. Okay. The closer you get to the entrance, the more that this whole building just tells you that there's something not right going on. While we're on the subject of feeling itchy and feeling like there's something not right going on, may I just check in with Buggy and Alessandra? You are feeling the effects of your elevation to 12th level. Yeah. When you've been elevated in your power level before, it's all a combination of fluff and crunch. Yeah. Like an old box of Sultana bran. <laughs> you've had the sense that the benevolence of Oort has blessed you with a mythic advancement in your powers. Yeah. And it's always felt wholesome and lovely and shiny and new and fluffy like a newborn kid. Why do I think something bad's about to happen? Well, what I would say is that this is not the same. You definitely feel the advancement in your capabilities, mm -hmm. but it feels like it's been cheated. It almost feels like it's been borrowed from next week. There's a weird feeling that that level that you've got, real though it is, it's been, it's been come upon by another means. What? It wasn't immediately apparent as you read the book and as you felt yourself grow into your new capabilities. Over the course of the last couple of hours, as it settled upon you, you started to feel like you've got a payday loan. You're spending next month's paycheck already. <laughs> you've got the money, uh, real. You can buy a pint with it. Uh, Something also feels odd to Sessions and Parker. Ever since you read that book that gave you the ability to attune to more magical items... Again, you feel like your magical potential has been enhanced. You feel like you're more in tune with the world of magic and your ability to understand it and connect to it and employ it. But 
feel that that expanded understanding has been feels like you've cheated it somehow it feels a bit odd and doesn't feel comfortable right. anyway let's not dwell on that instead i Thanks think we should pick up so on the much. Of the phenomenally scary building right running mm. right up to the entrance like okay, my let's put you tongue. on a different map activate we're doomed hmm and let us add uh, buggies mini to the map the uh, the worms were we rolling against poison before to stop them eating burrowing in or something there's something like that or? there was no sort of I'm uh, assuming only no, the worms are only within the ring uh, did we do some spell to get rid of them or oh, it's, we dug them out oh, we dug them out or did spirit guardians lots you're standing of temple gonna, to uncover there's an awful lot of temple for a lot of standing at the head of a set of steps they lead down into shadow but you can make out after about ooh, 10 foot of relatively shallow descent mm-hmm. you can make out a flagstone floor of the same style as the blocks that build up the rest of the building maybe slightly overgrown little tufts of weed and stuff growing no sign of any worms or anything you can keep an eye on the ground around you you don't feel that you're in any danger of being wormified while you're standing there but you wouldn't want to sleep you wouldn't want to fall asleep out here right that would be you think would be bad it's dim down there without the source of light your flame tongue doesn't do anything out here in the bright sunshine but it's it's light nevertheless extends down the staircase so it is giving you a little bit of a view i do a light spill on a pebble as well on a string around your neck, or are you holding it in your hand? What, what's string the string around neck? Sessions, do you want to do anything? Well, I guess if they're starting to look like they're going downstairs, I will waft over to them. Alessandra. Hello. The others, it's a while since you've seen them. Well, I think... So what you want to do. I think I'm going to have to follow. I think I'm going to have to fly, get those wings going, the little okay. ones. I mean, assuming that Burple, by the way, we've rather been yeah. um, ignoring. He's been with... Burple is going to be following the bulk of you. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to fly and head towards, go over the wall. Immediately, you see sessions. I fly over. And Let's presume that all these timelines reconnect. Yeah, and I'm going to kind of mention the, the fact thing that there's that's a... flying through the trees towards you, you lose sight of it. You get the sense that it was heading in towards your location, yeah. whether or not the, it let, would ever do anything. I'll let the others you know, know that more. there's a beholder, kind of get whoever's at the back. You're leading a beholder to us. Blood. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put Alessandra on the map anyway. The five of you are gathered at the top of this flight of steps. Now, what do you want to do? Probe. The calls of the jungle, the sound of the jungle, slightly diminished now that you're... Alice, I'm just going to fly down the at steps. the ziggurat. See what she can see. Uh, She's not landing. You want to give me a stealth check? 21. Let me show you what you can see. You're in a chamber. Chambre. It's like an entrance hall that extends to your left and your right. About... 30 feet to either side of you, so it's like a 60, 70 foot wide chamber. So it's like going into the side of a shoebox. And then opposite you, there's a little 10 foot wide passageway that leads to some large double doors. The walls of the chamber are carved to depict an army of undead soldiers engaged in the ruin and destruction of a city of helpless men. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh when I read these descriptions. A city of helpless men, women, and children. Buildings burn, blood washes the streets, and dark thunderclouds boil in the skies above. 
Above them all, directing the army, is an enormous figure dressed in a tattered dark grey robe. His visage is only remotely humanoid. It is a seething mass of worms in the mocking shape of a face with vast, cavernous sockets for eyes. It sounds like Camden Town Tube Station circa 1986, about 11 o'clock. It's a very specific <laughs> reference there. Yeah. Was that just before your arrest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just I told do a quick you to look around and check for any kind of slits or holes in the walls like traps or give me an investigation check investigation check that will be 21 no there doesn't seem to be any oddness about this it seems to be a relatively straightforward structure okay the energy of the place is not great right I mean I think if you yeah come to town tube station about 11 o'clock that night uh, 1986 yeah Yeah. what about Parker Burple sessions well Follow on down. Come on down. Buggy will move down to the base of the stairs, looking for oh, like Bash. Everyone else is. Okay, well, it's like not being on your own yeah. on the platform, so I will also head down. Sessions floats down on the sweepstake. Burple will follow along behind you all, I presume. I so perception so. checks and the floor and ahead, giving it a bit of a prod. It all looks utterly safe, Parker. <laughs> Parker. It all looks no, completely look- lethal. Well, it feels very uncomfortable. That itching sensation has not left you. Yeah, Camden Town. But 11 p.m. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, but the actual structure itself doesn't seem to be complex. It's not like there's loads of moving parts. This thing is just a blunt piece of stone. What next? I think Alessandra's going to go up and check yep. the doors, aren't you? Yes, she is. She's going to flap the doors. Are you trying to be quiet? Um, of course, I'm trying to be quiet. We need to make a roll, don't we? At some point. Do we? This is, you get an allocation per day. An hour. So she's just started flying about 12 seconds ago. Can you switch on and off that hour over time? Or is it like you start flying, you can fly for up to an hour, but when you stop flying, you can't fly for an next Yes, yeah, that's exactly it. So the, the rule is... Um, this is all... I don't want to... Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, this may be relevant. Yeah, right, so okay. you get an hour, and then after an hour... You can't use them again for 1d12 hours. Right, but that hour can't be broken up. It doesn't. If you only use five minutes. Uh, Let's not worry about it now. Let's worry about it. When it's really important. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay. Always. Anyway, you sneak up to the doors. Mm -hmm. Fine. Uh, The doors are doors. They're doors. They are just big doors. doors. There is no Tony Latchandle. Give me a moment and I will find you the doors. I'm now drinking Cellarhead's Cold Cool English Pilsner. Which is very nice, actually. I presume there is some kind of mechanism. I don't know if it's a Tony Latch handle. Not a Tony. To open them. Did you know that Tony Latch handle also wrote the theme to Neighbours? Did he really? What? Yeah. As well as Crossroads. There you go. I mean, not Tony Latch handle, obviously. He's just a completely weird invented yeah. thing that's actually a door handle that we think is the composer of TV theme tunes. You've been spending too much time alone, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Just me and my Crossroads box set. (laughs) (laughs) My laser disc. Oh, God. (laughs) Laser disc. You think these doors will open. You think that they open towards you. Oh. There's a turny latch handle that you could... Okay, well, I will turn around to the rest of the group. An experienced tug. Explain that that's the situation. Does anybody want to do it? Using your amazing sign language, obviously. All right, in which case, what I'll do is I'll fly up to them and say... 
this is the situation. I'm going to go and open them towards me. Do you want to move or stay where you are? Uh-huh. And yeah. I'll wait for them to do what they want to do. They're all staying where they are? It seems that way. They are. Mm. Yeah, okay. Buggy well, gets... Hold on. Hold on. Uh, oh, no. doing investigative oh, I was work. going to say I will move over as, as, have, yeah. as has Uncle Buggy done to one side yeah. of the Uncle corridor. Uncle Buggy's getting ready to cast a prestigitation spell. Yes. Yeah. Not... Um, Great Do you want me to take out a zombie, or are you going to try and open the doors? No Ledmans. Uh, up to you. It's up to Do you. you want to a you zombie do? probe, or are you okay? Oh, I'm all right. I'm probe one. Okay. Okay. You open, you open, the, doors. open the doors. Do I need to roll a stealth check or anything else? Rumble. Open. Rumble, 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 rumble. Do you think the time for stealth checks has passed? The doors are huge, heavy stone doors that kind of grate open. Right, we talking, know that sound effect. We're talking Indiana Jones here. Yep. And I will show you what you can see. First of all, they reveal another section of passageway that leads out into a larger chamber. Mm-hmm. Let me Blimey. describe this chamber. That is a larger chamber. It was once grand, but clearly has suffered from long neglect. The stone floor is dark green. Nice. Always reassuring. (laughs) The centre of the chamber, the floor is broken, giving way to a gaping pit. Writhing tendrils of sickening green vapour slither up from the pit, only to break apart and fade before seeping much further into the room. At what height? Happy with that bit? We're not happy, but... At what height? Yeah, lovely. At I what think height? what you're saying everywhere, Parker. Mm-hmm. Great pillars line the outside of the vast chamber, but those near the centre of the room lie broken, blasted outward by whatever force caused the hole in the centre of the room. Immense stone double doors stand in the centre of each wall. Over the pit from you, mirroring where you're standing, there's another set of doors you presume that they lead off to the entrance that you didn't pick, the western entrance. But then there are large sets of heavy stone double doors in both the north and south walls. What would you like to do? I will invite Buggy to come forward and step into the room. Um, I will mm-hmm. release Noel Edmonds from the bag of holding. Okay. Proceed forward into the chamber. Okay. Puts on his annoying micro floral pattern shirt and I'll step into the doorway we need a mini for Noel proceed forward into the chambre he steps into the chamber every now and again it turns and looks at you yes yes keep going chambre keep going keep going that's right heading towards the thing yes keep going keep going no 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 trouble it's all fine He's within 10 foot of the pit. You want it to keep going? You're waving it forwards. It looks a little bit anxious. <laughs> um, no, leave it there for the moment. Is anybody else doing anything? <laughs> I will move up to where Buggy was. Burple will tuck himself in the main entrance chamber round the corner from the hallway into the big room. Mm-hmm. Alessandra, Buggy. Alessandra, you're uh, proclaim probe. <laughs> well, probe is probed. I mean... Now it's time front for front line. No, no, no. We're still uncertain of the situation. You have to go forward and 
check it out. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right, Alessandra's going to fly into the room, just breaching the entrance corridor by five foot. Are you gently breasting the... Um, oh, this is family show. I'm breaching the, the entrance. The, okay. As you gently breast the passage... Yes? I have another handout for you. Woohoo! Something Deep rises from the pit. Something Nasty. emerges. Ooh. That looks friendly. Green. Do you remember, before you found the lair of Zerksog, you encountered something called a naga? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A snake-like, super-intelligent creature. Yeah. This is like that, but like a sort of twisted cross between a naga and one of these green worms that you've seen so often. In other words, we're talking about a giant green worm that rears up from the pit and turns its lamprey-like, leech-like mouth towards you. Its eyes widen, it hisses, and it strikes out towards you. And we will find out <gasps> oh, how much trouble you're in. Oh, really? No. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Whether or not Buggy has finally found the fight that he's been looking for yeah, really for the last got three that. sessions. Give me something to bash. Where we pick things up next week. <sighs> Thank you very yeah. much indeed. I've got, I mean, yeah. so many bad things are about to happen. Right. Okay. Podcast is a billowing hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Spire of Long Shadows and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Spire of Long Shadows was written by Jesse Decker. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright billowing hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening! Yes, 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 I'll just toss you your shirt. You. Very sassy. <laughs> no, I drink beer and I fart in my sleep. <laughs> now that I've got your attention with sex, here to Welcome to my pub, the wizard's sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a cow that I'm going a bag. Do you know just, how big I'm a just cow gonna... is? <laughs> Don't put gold in your ass. Uh, that's um, not the catchphrase we were looking for. It is one that we often use. <laughs> enough though. about where you keep your secret stuff. It's not right. in my anus. Stop it. Then <laughs> sign your name in blood. I mean, join the rovers on your crew on their adventures every Wednesday, wherever you find podcasts. Mm-hmm.